Hey, it's Michael in New York on a Monday in New York City. We're looking, seeing what is going on, trying to figure out what is happening in the world as we speak. Of course, first, we go to Washington, D.C., where we usually take a look at what's going on. Hunter Biden's uh, ex-business partner, uh, Devin Archer, remember him? Well, uh, he's been sentenced to one year in jail. Uh, $15 million of his fortune has been uh, forfeited to the government. Uh, this involved cases surrounding uh, government contracts and uh, alleged improprieties in those government contracts. When Joe Biden was vice president, his son Hunter entered into a bunch of business deals along with the son of uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi who I believe was this Congresswoman Pelosi at that time. Uh, Paul Pelosi Jr. was uh, uh, um, accused of uh, conducting uh, a lot of these uh, contracts that they had with a, with a Ukrainian oil company called Burisma. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's bringing in a lot of issues into this problem for, uh, for the Biden administration because... At a time when government should be focusing on all of these uh, issues, they are uh, uh, looking at the possibility of uh, possibly prosecuting um, the uh, uh, son of the president for his activities involving uh, an oil energy company, rather than an oil company, but an energy company in Ukraine that was dealing primarily natural gas. Uh, The uh, uh, son of the president was a uh, director. And uh, as a lot of people uh, have have noted, um, there were issues surrounding the Bidens and uh, how exactly everything took place uh, in, in that whole situation uh, in Ukraine and what exactly did that all mean to um, uh, you know people in government and, and, and all that because as far as we know as far as everything goes, there were a lot of major issues and concerns that were raised uh, regarding business dealings between not just the Bidens, but a number of American political uh, leaders like John Kerry, uh, people in the Bush family. Uh, there was talk of, uh, of uh, government officials at the time who were viewed as very, very close to um, the powers that be, uh, Lukashenko and others, uh, who were in uh, control of a lot of things. Uh, and, And much of it is linked to, you know, the Trump campaign and how the government uh, of Lukashenko interfered uh, in 2016 and 2020 elections in the United States because they backed someone else. You know, uh, they backed Joe Biden. And, uh, you know, 
they directed their their uh, intelligence agency in Ukraine, uh, the NABU, to interfere and take part and raise funds and, and do things to be able to assist Joe Biden. And that is all coming out now in the Durham reports. A lot of it is being raised. Uh, some people say that deep down inside, maybe that's why Joe Biden was smiling at that last press conference uh, at the White House so much about the attack on Ukraine because perhaps a lot of the evidence is forever going to be lost. Remember, there was an entire impeachment called a, 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 a fake impeachment where there was basically drummed up evidence that was largely presented and printed by a production company. Um, and uh, the production company was uh, was was basically um, created to put out propaganda against a political candidate. And this was Fusion GPS. They hired a British spy by the name of Richard Steele. And uh, they came up with these documents and these alleged activities that occurred in Moscow. And yet at the end of the day, turns out much of that was fake, if not all of it. The only reality there was uh, that the candidate in question, uh, Donald Trump, was uh, not uh, uh, the candidate of choice of many of the companies who hired children of the political elites in the United States. You know, the Bidens, the Carries, the, the Pelosi's, the Gettys, and all these others, who are all linked into the energy giant, Burisma and others uh, in Ukraine. Let's listen to what happened there. And uh, there's a documentary that I've been looking at these last couple of days just to see how all of that goes on and give you a chance to hear it straight from them. Here we go. Полностью систему нефтегаза топорно-энергетического комплекса. Практически большинство офицеров вооруженных сил прошли в той или иной степени Essentially, what's being said here, as I translated from the uh, subtitles, I know I do not speak uh, Ukrainian, but essentially, NABU, which is a, a government agency in Ukraine, uh, uh, that you know they were directly linked into what was then the uh, political control over the oil and gas and fuel and energy complex. Uh, that was uh, the group that had hired people like Hunter Biden. Let's go back to it again. I'll read the subtitles as they come up. The majority of the officers of the armed forces have received training in the United States or Britain. The dog is smarter than its tail. But if the tail were smarter, then the tail would wag the dog. Poroshenko decided that he had the right to interfere in the internal affairs of the United States. For example, in the American presidential election, he liked Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden, and he didn't like Donald Trump. 
Речь шла о 2016 году, выборах, которые происходили. It was about 2016 And here, how Nabu Sintik and how uh, personally the governor at the time was in favor. So that was a recording of the uh, head of Nabu, uh, the uh, uh, government uh, agency that was responsible for engaging in uh, in those activities, uh, and, and 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 a recording, a testimony in the Ukraine. That came out. There is a statement uh, and a so called ledger uh, that shows the party of regions and uh, how they uh, uh, were involved somehow with uh, also Trump's uh, aide Paul Manafort, who was running the campaign. Uh, there were reports on how bravely they participated. On framing these same Manafort and uh, by striking a couple of external documents and memos during his administration was the story of the oil and gas company Burisma registered in an offshore zone in Cyprus. Officially, Burisma was engaged in the development of oil and gas fields in Ukraine, but it did not succeed in providing Ukraine with its own fuel. And a new face was added to Burisma's board of directors immediately following the 2014 coup under Biden the son of U.S. Vice President Joe Biden. Hunter got a salary of $50,000 a month. Additionally, serious allegations of Burisma's involvement in money laundering arose. According to them, that there was uh, money laundering that took place, uh, that they directly dealt with deliveries of funds. And of course, the documentary ends with uh, some of those famous pictures that came out of uh, Hunter Biden's laptop and were part of uh, stories that came out in different parts of the world as to why and how these things happened or were allowed to occur. We still don't know the extent of the involvement of the president, his brother, and others in making a lot of money out of a country now under attack called Ukraine. On Sunday, the United States government through the State Department asked all Americans to leave Ukraine. Basically, the reason behind that is primarily because the United States State Department, uh, along with the Treasury Department, is working on seizing funds of Russian oligarchs and the Russian bank. They're worried what would happen to American citizens uh, and anyone who has any money in any Russian banks uh, who may fall afoul of the government uh, there in Russia. 
obviously. The Russians are not happy the money is being seized. Uh, that definitely is, is something that, uh, uh, you know, something that's not going to be easily taken care of. But it is something that is being looked at. Meantime, this is what the Indians are saying about the war in Ukraine and how it's being reported and being handled. The Indians were uh, basically looked at as uh, questionable for their decision to uh, not vote in favor of condemning the uh, Russians uh, at the United Nations Security Council meeting recently. They have uh, basically a major reason behind it, partly it is because there are thousands, in fact, about 15,000 Indians who just are in the region of Kiev alone. Let's listen to what uh, Indian TV's WION, or what is also called the World um, in on News, I think. <laughs> I'm not really sure what, what it's called, but it's WION, which, which stands for something. Oh, World is One. I'm sorry, World is One Indian News. And uh, how they how they talk about it on their program uh, Gravitas. As we speak, talks between Russia and Ukraine are on in Belarus. The United Nations General Assembly is meeting in New York. In fact, the UN has met multiple times in the last few days to try and find a resolution. It has failed. The fighting continues. Today, the second largest city of Ukraine, Kharkiv, came under intense shelling. The people of Ukraine are fighting back. The death toll is rising. The world is still divided on how best to contain this. But the world media seems united in its racist coverage of this war. How could it happen in Europe? To people with blue eyes and blonde hair, to the white, civilized, Christian Europeans. These are not my words. These are words used by reporters and commentators on Western channels. Tonight, we call out their racism. We also tell you how the Indian students caught in the crossfire. The government of India has launched a special initiative to expedite their return home and dispatch senior ministers to Ukraine's neighboring countries to oversee this effort. We'll bring you all the details. Russian invasion. Today, there were talks in Belarus between Russia and Ukraine. There was also heavy sharing in Kharkiv, Ukraine's second largest city, with a high concentration of Indian students. Where is this war heading? Vladimir Putin is wielding his nukes, showing no signs of backing down. A fierce battle is underway. Over the weekend, Russian forces blew up an oil terminal in Kiev. This is war. Everything is game. Ukraine is under attack. More than 7 million people have already been displaced. And that's the official estimate. The actual and final numbers could be much higher. And numbers do not even begin to cover human suffering. On Gravitas tonight, as we bring you the updates and the trajectory of this war, we want to show you five videos that sum up the last five days. Video number one is from last week. Ukrainians did not want a war. It was thrust upon them. Look at how a missile flew into an apartment building. Thank <laughs> you. 
Какая жесть. You must have all seen the aftermath. The death toll is mounting. The United Nations says 102 Ukrainians have died. Kiev is reporting a much higher number. It says 352 people have died so far, including 16 children. Ukrainians have only two choices today. Find shelter or leave. Their homes are being bombed. Video number two is from Kharkiv. Reports say Russia tried to occupy, the, occupy it but failed. The attacks are not stopped though. Today, Russian forces pounded Kharkiv with rockets. Scores of locals have died. So as we uh, look at, the, you know, these obviously are videos and you can't see them, you, you can hear them. Um, they, you know, show the uh, destruction and, and, and whatnot that, that is being dealt with. But, uh, you know, as, as we know, part of the story is uh, the Indian perspective of this. And uh, so far, uh, they have the sixth flight out of India that is... Uh, Basically, they're, they're talking about, uh, you know, the uh, the number of Indian nationals who have been brought out in what they're calling Operation uh, Ganga, which is to try and get people out of that region uh, and how the Indian government is, is, is working to get that done. Let's listen in. Have pushed the Indian leadership into action. It has launched a massive evacuation plan to get these students back home at the earliest. It's being called Operation Ganga, an initiative to airlift Indian students to safety. Helming this initiative will be four union ministers. So that is a major effort, of course, on the part of the Indians. But what fueled the Indians to do this were videos that came online showing how these foreign students were among the uh, least important as far as um, um, the, uh, the situation in Ukraine, especially as people are trying to leave the country and go to places like Poland. And that should worry Ukraine, indeed the whole world. We still haven't seen the true might of the Russian army. If Putin feels he is losing, that may change. Well, Russia may or may not win this war, but any action it takes will have serious consequences. The invasion itself has already triggered a humanitarian crisis. Thousands of refugees are camping at Ukraine's borders. They're waiting to cross over to Poland, Romania, and Slovakia. And among these refugees are thousands of Indian students they're waiting to return home, but still remain stuck at checkpoints. Over the weekend, some of these students were even harassed by Ukrainian officials, they said. Videos on social media show them being kicked and abused. And given the state of affairs, the government of India has launched a massive evacuation plan, a multi-nation airlift operation to get these students back home. They're calling it Operation Ganga. Our next report tells you all about it. This video is from the Polish border. What you see are Ukrainian officials allegedly harassing foreign nationals, many of whom happen to be Indian students. 
A voice in the video states in Hindi that they're assaulting girls. Another video from the same site shows a student wheeling his suitcase, being kicked in the rear by a guard in uniform. The visuals are chilling, the situation distressing. Thousands of Indian students are stuck at Ukraine's borders. They're burning trash and extra luggage to survive the freezing cold. Reports say Ukrainian officials are being less than accommodating. They're subjecting these students to abuse and harassment. An audio clip is going viral. It was released by a medical student to narrate the ordeal her friends went through. So basically what they're saying is uh There had been uh, some people who apparently were wearing border guard uniforms. This is right at the border as you're leaving Ukraine to go to Poland. We don't know who these people are, all right? They're not identified in the video. But of course, this is an official border crossing. And this is an area that is still controlled by the Ukrainian government. Uh, we don't know who these uh, who these people are, why they're upset with uh, with Indians. Perhaps it was the vote that happened at the uh, United Nations, and uh, apparently Asians and uh, Africans are uh, being targeted for for this reason. Hopefully, we can find out more as we go on. Filipinos are being better treated, apparently, and uh, we will find out uh, on that from the Philippine Department of Foreign Affairs. Uh, it, is, it is a different situation because the Philippine government is actually crossing over and facilitating the crossing in many, most instances uh, for these. But for Indians, it appears to be a very different situation. I'm Mike of New York. We're going to come back with more as things come back with more here on our look at day five of the war in Ukraine, part one on this Monday podcast.